Hello, my name is Dustin Hosseini, and this is the Digital Education Practices Podcast. All right, today I'm joined by Helen Meek. Um, Helen, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, good morning, Dustin. I'm a senior teaching fellow in the Department of Marketing in the Management School at Lancaster University. I'm particularly interested in teaching and learning, so this is a great opportunity for me to join you. I'm the module director for a final year double credit module for marketing major students um, entitled the Marketing Research and Consultancy Module. In this module, students work in a team of five or six alongside a tutor who acts as a mentor, as well as a tutor, and each group works as consultants for a company over the period of six months. So it's quite a a long module, and it takes up quite a lot of work time for the the students in their final year. We have a number of different clients that work with our students. They're diverse, and we recruit them from all areas of business, including multinational companies, charities, small, medium enterprises, services, um, FMCG, i.e. fast-moving consumer good companies, tourism, education, any different type of business that wants to work with our students and um, tap into their um, expertise and their creativity. So for example, this year we had a group researching how Blackpool could attract more Chinese tourists, a multinational outdoor clothing manufacturer exploring how they could better position themselves in the market in the UK and also a company like a veterinary practice who were investigating client interest in uh, the use of preventative medicine for their pets. So with this particular module, I normally launch it in October at the beginning of the academic year by getting the students into groups of five or six. And then I run three to fa- three face-to-face workshops for the whole cohort in which I prepare them for working on the project. So for example, we'll be reminding them about the different research methods that they can uh, use. We talk about ethics and gaining ethical approval for their projects. Um, but after that, the module is largely run by the tutors working with the students when they meet them each week in face-to-face weekly meetings and then each project progresses at their own pace. Um, They all do different types of assessments relating to this. So they have to submit a research proposal. They have to um, submit their ethics forms um, from which they have to gain ethics approval. And as part of the ethics approval, part of the process is that they have to ensure that data will be stored securely. In the past, we used Lancaster University Box for storing all project work and data, but the university decided to move to using Microsoft OneDrive instead, and access to Box was going to be terminated at the end of the academic year. This was particularly frustrating because I'd set everything up the year before to use Lancaster Box, um, but because it wasn't going to be supported, I made the decision that we had to move to Microsoft OneDrive for storage of of all the data. Just to kind of contextualize, so these students are in their final year and in the UK, this is a three-year program? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, three-year. And they haven't done a placement year. So this project is their opportunity to gain some commercial work experience in working as a consultant for a company. Right. Okay. And so this project is also kind of like their 
undergraduate dissertation was that yeah yeah some of the students sort of liken it to the dissertation but rather than being highly academic and theoretical they use the theory and the learning that they've they've learned in their three years to apply it to a practical situation and obviously the clients they like the fact that it's informed by theory but they're much more focused on the on the practical aspects and the practical application of marketing and allowing them to come up with creative ideas and give recommendations to the company how they can improve their marketing. And then Box, um, yes, we used Lancaster University Box, which was similar to Dropbox, just for anyone who's listening, but we've moved to OneDrive. All right, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. That's all right. Um, so Microsoft Teams was suggested to me um, at the beginning of the academic year as a means of integrating the OneDrive storage into a collaborative space. At first, I was really opposed to this as I was uh, you know, frustrated that I'd set things up the year before using uh, Lancaster Box and now I'd have to change it was going to be, you know, an investment of my time to learn a new technology. And I was, you know, I was quite frustrated by it. But after having actually had a look at Microsoft Teams, I felt that actually it might be, you know, a really good way forwards in helping to facilitate the group projects. Um, as I said, I was I was frustrated that I had to change the way we were working and, you know, learn a new technology. And also I work with a team of other tutors. So I think there's about seven other tutors that work with me on the module. And I know that they're very busy and that they would probably resist the use of using this new technology that they would have to invest time and effort in, in learning the new technology. However, when when uh, Microsoft Teams was demonstrated, I could straight away see its value. Each project group could be set up as a team consisting of the five or six students, the project tutor, myself as the module director, and then also a professional services member of staff that may have to access the, the folders and the, the documents to sort of look at budgets because some clients actually provide some, some money for the students to cover expenses. And the discussion area allowed all team members to communicate with each other and the, the folders in, in um, OneDrive were structured to allow the students to save all their work in OneDrive and that they could collaborate on any document in real time so they could be, you know, working independently in different geographical locations on the same document and it would all, all always save their work. And we can also see previous versions of their work so there was no worry about overriding their files, etc. This also allowed tutors to see which members of the teams were contributing and which were less engaged. I think a challenge for these projects is the aspect of teamwork. You're always going to get students that are, you know, prepared to put in more work than others and actually having this collaborative space where tutors could see who was making comments, who was contributing to the report, etc., help them understand as to which team members were, were more engaged than others. And it also let them, them see, the, you know, the amount of work that each student was doing. The other great function about Microsoft Teams is the video function, which allowed virtual meetings to take place rather than having to organise face-to-face meetings. And I think the other advantage was that all communication between members and the tutor was collected in one area rather than having to search through emails looking for relevant communication, you know, 
if you're like me, you know, you, you know you've got an email somewhere in your inbox, but you can't find it. So actually having all communication in the in the one area was really helpful. I had one project where I had three groups working for the same client. And in this situation within Microsoft Teams, I set up one large team, but set up three private channels. This was a little bit challenging at first because when we first launched the project, Microsoft hadn't got the private channels. So we could set up three channels, but each of the groups could see the work that the other students were working on. But luckily, Microsoft launched the the private channels, which meant that we could set up the three different groups containing three different groups of students. They could all work independently and privately without the fear that other groups would steal their work and ideas but we could still have the one large group to share general ideas and for me to communicate with the three groups. So that was that was really, really um, worked really well throughout the year. I would say that at that time, other tutors and some of the students didn't necessarily embrace Teams as readily as I did. I think it's like anything, you know, there's new technologies, you feel a bit overwhelmed, you like the way you've always worked and, you you know, you're not willing to invest the time that perhaps it needs to, to become familiar with it. Yes. And I remember we, we kind of, <laughs> we worked together very closely in the beginning, didn't we, on that? Yeah, because it's actually you, Justin, that introduced me to Microsoft Teams in the first place. <laughs> So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, just for a bit more context, so this is their third year. What this means probably is some students might live on campus. Yeah. And some students might commute. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I would say most of the students either live on campus or they live in Lancaster in, in student you know, private rent accommodation. And we have, a, we have a few students that commute, say, from Manchester or from Blackpool. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then, of course, since... Uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, some of them may have actually gone home. So you were going to mention something about how this actually helped them as well in that regard too. Yeah. So we, um, as I said, the, the module runs for six months. They started in October and they were completing their projects at the end of our term, which was the, the 20th of March. And the groups were actually due to present their findings and their recommendation to their clients. Week commencing the 16th of March in face-to-face presentations, mainly at at Lancaster University. However, on Friday the 13th of March, Lancaster University made the decision to suspend all face-to-face teaching due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This obviously meant that the following week we're meant to have the client presentations, but with reluctance, I decided that we'd have to cancel the client presentations. To be honest, I did consider holding the presentations live with the clients using Microsoft Teams, but decided that the students and the tutors were under you know, a great deal of pressure at that time and informing them that they would not only have to you know, prepare the presentations and have the stress of delivering to the client, but they would also have to familiarise themselves with delivering the presentation online, live via Teams, I think would just be a step too far. And these presentations were assessed. So instead of assessing them face to face, we just asked the students to submit their slides as PowerPoint um, slides and then had accompanying notes uh, with, the, with the presentation that were then assessed by the tutors. However, the students during that week when we hadn't got face-to-face teaching and they couldn't you know, meet and, and talk to each other or see their tutor, they still had to complete their presentations and finalise their extensive research reports in their groups. And some students had 
chosen to return to their family homes, as you mentioned, Dustin. So, you know, some of them might have gone back off to Germany or off to China, Spain, Portugal, wherever they live. And many of them were overseas and the face-to-face meetings were impossible. So I think this is when teams really came into its own. And when many students and tutors began to realise its value, so it wasn't until we were confronted with the fact we couldn't make meet face to face, it actually forced them into, you know, changing their behaviour and embracing the technology and allowing us to carry on working with the students. So with students geographically dispersed as far as China, India, Europe, but still with some students on campus, Microsoft Teams was a perfect solution for the collaborative working. So the students could continue to work work on the presentations and reports and could effectively collaborate without the need to meet face-to-face. Tutors were still able to hold online group meetings in addition to individual calls with concerned students. And I think this was really important because some of the students were very anxious. You know, they maybe were stuck in Lancaster and felt they couldn't leave. Um, they couldn't be with their family. So they were, they were quite concerned. And I think having that opportunity to have a video call with them just to reassure them and keep in touch was, was really useful. So it wasn't necessarily a key part of the the project, but I think it gave us an avenue in which to communicate effectively with them. So I think without already utilising teams throughout the year, I'm not sure how the students would have been able to even complete their projects. Um, And this was even more of a concern because the groups were working for commercial companies. Some of them had contributed financially to the projects and were expecting the output of the research to be delivered to them. So clients received a copy of the presentation slides and their report and were also offered the opportunity to attend a Teams meeting with the student group in order to answer any questions. As yet, I don't think the clients um, have taken us up on this opportunity. I think they feel at the moment, you know, they've got other worries and concerns, um, but, you know, their offer is there for the for the clients if they'd like to do that. So in terms of, you know, how students reacted to the use of Teams, I think at first they were a little bit, you know, resistant to it and couldn't see the value. They used Google Google Documents, they didn't really want to move to OneDrive. But by the end of the module, we got some feedback from the students, which I think was really largely positive. So, for example, one of the students stated that um, Teams was useful, efficient, convenient, durable, user-friendly, easy to download, practical and, and easy. And another student commented that it was very, very useful to have everything in one place. It also alleviates the issue of having different technology and software. For example, I have a Chromebook and I cannot install any software such as Microsoft, but with Teams, I could use MS Word online. And I think for me, the following quote sums up the value of teams at a time when face-to-face contact was impossible in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. And this student said, Microsoft Teams was incredibly useful. Our group could get in touch with a tutor conveniently. Also, our team used the group chat on Microsoft Teams to meet online in the COVID-19 period. Without our group already being set up as a team, I'm not sure how we would have completed the project. The tutors that previously resisted using Teams had to come on board and now recognise the value of Teams and some of them have even become you know, great advocates of, of Microsoft Teams. Perhaps COVID-19 has had some positive outcomes in terms of encouraging educators to embrace new ways of teaching and learning using technology and 
recognizing that face-to-face teaching is not the only channel for effective learning. I think the landscape of teaching and learning in HE has changed forever due to the COVID-19 and we'll have to continue to adapt and embrace new technology such as we have with, with Microsoft Teams to meet the needs of the new normal HE world. So I hope that gives you a little bit of insight, Dustin, into how I've used Microsoft Teams this year. No, that's really helpful. Um, and just for listeners, you know, Microsoft did not pay us to, to, to talk about Teams. Um, no sponsorship, unfortunately, although that would be great. So I know that I actually thought about your module quite a bit recently because I was thinking the same thing. Had they not had that way of working together, then it would have been far more difficult to suddenly shift. And from what it sounds like from the student feedback you've received as well, that that's kind of reflected, isn't it? Had they not been working in that way, then they would have had to kind of scramble to find a different way of working, a different process. Yeah, and I think it would have been quite clunky as well. It would have been a lot of emailing and between each other, maybe using Google Documents or, you know, to, to store the, the files and things. So I think it would have been not only were they contending with the the lock, you know, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, but also trying to think about how they were going to, you know, develop new ways of working. So I was just really thankful that we would set up the, the collaborative spaces in the first place. And I think it's a good dry run for next academic year if we have to, you know, deliver online at the beginning of the academic year, for example. Yes. And even if you I guess even if you want to deliver this in a blended way, which you kind of have, you've created a space for them to collaborate. Now you have perhaps more of an argument uh, or a convincing reason, I guess, to give students, not necessarily a pandemic might happen, but that this is perhaps a key skill for the workplace. Yeah, and I think um, they'll be able to reflect on that when they, you know, they look for jobs and applying for jobs, that these are some of the skills that they've they've learned that they can, you know, demonstrate to potential employers what value that their um, technology skills have been for them. Perhaps another convincing reason for students would be that they can also demonstrate that they can work at a distance so they can work remotely, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a good a good example. And I think also that they can collaborate at a distance as well, that they don't have to be sitting in a in the same room to be able to to work effectively with others. Yes. So I guess going forward to the next year, what might you change as a result of this first kind of dry run, this first experience? I think some of the other feedback I had from the students was they wanted more upfront teaching of, of teams, um, despite giving them online little lessons to look at for, for teams, they felt they didn't get to grips with it quick enough. But I think that's maybe just because they didn't have to. When they had to, they, they did learn about it. So maybe a little bit more upfront input in helping them get the most out of, of teams. And I think also, if we are going online, then we'll have to get the clients involved as well, because rather than having a face-to-face briefing for the project, we'll have to do that online. So we might have to do a little bit of training and talking to the, the clients as well. But I think generally the, the, the project worked really well. I think some groups worked better than others. And I think getting the tutors on board is a, is a key aspect of that as well. And speaking of tutors, lecturers, academics, what perhaps advice or key takeaways would you give for teaching staff who want to try out this kind of new approach to learning and teaching, but maybe have reservations. 
I think th- the best thing is is to to try it. You know, I think we're all a little bit anxious about trying anything new, but you know, I think I think that's what be my advice was. You know, bite the bullet and and have a go, and you've got nothing lost, and you might actually find that it it's a, a better way of working than you already have. And there are plenty of, I know, resources, especially for teams teams that Microsoft created. There's the Microsoft Educator community with lots of courses. But I think at that time, I'm not sure if I referred you to those. Did you have a chance did, you, did I refer those to you? Or yeah, and I shared the, the sort of introduction to MS Teams with the students, but I'm not really sure how many of them actually looked at it. It wasn't until they had yes. to that I think they, they started. It's like any of us, isn't it? If we, if we don't have to do something, we don't. It's only when you're faced with um, having to that you'll start embracing it, I think. And I think that's what, what COVID-19 has done, is it's it's um, encouraged us to look at alternative ways of working. And I think there's actually some positives in that, that, you know, we, we can look forwards and, and use these new tools and techniques, which maybe had not COVID-19 come along, we might not have been willing to try. Maybe just one final thought. What Did you perhaps have any feedback from the clients themselves on this way of working? I mean, the clients didn't really get involved in the, the teams because... Um, it was more of a for the consultancy group, the, the students and the, the tutor. So they didn't really see um, teams in action. Maybe next year, if we're doing it, delivering it online, then they'll have to be involved, you know, in terms of giving their briefing online. But but they weren't really involved, I'm afraid. Well, I think that's been a very interesting story. Good reflection. Worthwhile sharing again, because what you said earlier was, just trying things out is kind of one good way of learning how to use things in the first place. And then you can actually learn a lot as you go and on reflection. Yeah. And I think maybe, maybe pilot things before you launch into a module for 200 students, maybe just try and pilot it with a, with a, a few colleagues or a few students that you know well, just to see how it works and how you might set up the teams to work most effectively. Thank you very much for joining today and hopefully we'll hear back again from you in the future sometime because I know that you have a lot of, you really care about your students and you really plan out what uh, you hope they can achieve and you give them the kind of framework. So uh, I know you have a lot of stories to tell. All right. Well, thank you, Justin, for asking me and um, I hope the listeners find my experience of interest and uh, thank you again. Thank you very much.